I think he's going to get out kind of towards the lead. I think he's going to stay around, and I think he's going to be there at the end. Is he good enough to win? I'm, I'm questionable that he's good enough to actually win, but I really think he's he's going to be there, you know, as they hit the wire, and it's just going to be a matter of that last 16th. Is he good enough? Downs. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? Good to be good to be back. Listen, you and I haven't done a show together like in the same room in a long time. Dude, Probably I'm... since the Breeders' Cup, maybe. Dude, it, it's been yeah, it's, it's been, been a, a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just realized my profile says Barrios Hector still. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the last time. The last time we did a podcast uh, together, so yeah, Barrios Hector. We're yeah. talking. We're talking a while. Jeez, that was that was Pegasus. Yeah. That was Pegasus, probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, dude, we are in uh, in Louisville for the Kentucky Derby. It feels good to be back, right? In first Saturday in May. So you know. Yeah, it's been raining all day here. Yeah, first time back in Kentucky since the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland uh, that that we were at, and yeah, it's it's not it's not nice weather wise, but it, it was a nice evening. Uh, you know, kind of went out to eat, had some fried chicken, that was good, and uh, yeah, some whiskey. Here. Yeah, lots of whiskey. Still drinking yeah. whiskey. Uh, but yes. yeah, welcome everybody for for joining us tonight for the <laughs> for the. <laughs> For the huge, yeah, Thurby, it's Thurby, right? So, yeah, I mean, you got, you have to be drinking. Listen, yeah. Look, I mean, we, these are this, yeah, but, you know, on. like, at least we, I can verify we are drinking. Woodford. Yours um, is a, mine's a mustache. Yours is a smile. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah, the draft is going on, too, right now. So, yeah, that's you know, right. we got we got it on the background. That's right. Um, sounds like uh, Aaron Rodgers might be uh, inevitably going uh, to a new team here pretty soon. We'll see about that. It's been a crazy day. Uh, and it's weird to have the Derby going on. I mean, the Derby and the draft because, you know, we're big uh, football guys, too. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of hard to pay attention to the draft uh, today. Yeah, Ricky asked me about the draft uh, earlier on the Rocket Hour. And I said, I, I have no idea about the draft. And so this is the worst week to have the draft. Like, usually the draft is the week before the Derby. But now, like, it all just runs together. So. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, Dennis, yeah, Dennis asked, "Will we be around the paddock? Uh, we'll be everywhere in the next couple of days. Yeah, so if anybody wants to hit us up, yep. um, you know, get a drink with us, whatever, just send us a message on any social media or whatever, and we'll try our best yep. to see it. And uh, yeah, and we'll we'll hit up. You know, we'll be all over the place. We're, we'll yep. be in the stands. We'll be in the press area. We'll be in the paddock. We'll be in the, on the track. So I won't be in the press area. Well, but you might be." <laughs> To, to get my stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. But welcome, everybody, okay, that's for, fair. for yeah. joining us. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, live right now. If you're not watching us live, what are you doing? You got to tune in for these. Uh, bunch of you guys on right now. Every, obviously, yeah. this is the big show. It's Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oaks. Yeah. Tomorrow is the Kentucky Oaks. Yep. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about. Before we get into that, though, best thing you saw today, I think it's pretty easy. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just just being being back in Kentucky, being back in Louisville, it was great. Uh, you know, yeah, so that has to be it, just being, being back here. Uh, you know, we kind of talked on the way here. We've had some fun trips here, and we've had some not-so-fun trips, uh, you know, like uh, like Maximum Security and what will happen that year. But then Justify and the Breeders' Cups here and stuff have been great. So, yep, we'll see what happens. 
Well, it looks like, and I mean, knock on wood, weather looks pretty damn good the next couple of days. So mm-hmm. we've yet yeah, to see a der- we've yet to see a derby that has the sun showing. So that would well, be nice. Not even that. We've yet to see a derby where the track isn't just complete shit. By the time they run the derby, no <laughs> right? Both of them were just and saturated, today, awful. And what's funny is today it was. You know, today was. Oh, a today disaster. was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's hope we got it out of the way. We hey, got- we had some winners today though, so that was good. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get you get the slop, but yet you get like five winners on the card, and then yep. you get perfect conditions the next couple of days. It'll be yep. hard. Um, but no, <laughs> we. Uh, that's it's easy. You know, obviously, being back, I have. I haven't been here like you. Uh, I couldn't even go to last or two years ago for the next security year. I, I couldn't make it. And then obviously, so the last time I was here for the Derby was justified. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute. And uh, yeah, obviously that was an amazing uh, experience, but God it sucked. The weather sucked. And so yeah. I'd love, you know, the Oaks perfect. Let's hope we get two days of really good weather. Mm-hmm. The racing is unbelievable. Uh, these next two days, yeah. whether it be, the two main races, the Oaks and the Derby, but the undercard races are just insane. Uh, it's, you know, you and I talked a lot about this earlier uh, on the ride and, and on the way here. It's like, it's, it's, it's the closest we've seen to a Breeders' Cup um, yeah. kind of cards, you know, being a two day event, especially, yeah. you know, it, the, trying to construct tickets and, and, and pick fours and pick fives. It's just, you have to take you have to take some crazy stands. You just have to. You, you especially Saturday, the last like the pick four, the pick five uh, that ends in the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Wow, it's really, really, really tough, right? I mean, there's some really good races, some really competitive races. It's gonna be a ton of fun to watch. If you just can hit a couple of them, uh, you know, you're gonna have a good day because I mean, it's they're great betting fields, uh, really competitive races. We'll get into them, but yeah, I mean, it's it's I, I agree, it's like a Breeders' Cup type uh, two day event. Yeah, so we're gonna do uh, yeah, this show is pretty basic here. Kentucky yep. Oaks, Kentucky Derby. We're going to talk about both those races in detail, yep. give our picks, give our opinions, of course. Then we're going to go on the undercard. You know, we have some serious horses. Aunt Pearl tomorrow. You've got Gamine on Saturday. You've got a bunch of really good horses. Maxfield tomorrow. Uh, you've got some good horses on undercard. We're going to talk about how we're going to play a little bit of those and who we like, who we don't like. Um, yeah, it's just it's a huge show. So I, I just want to get right to the handicapping. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go. Friday, tomorrow, Kentucky Oaks, race 11's grade one, or $1.25 million. Uh, for Phillies, three-year-olds going to one and one-eighth miles, field of 14 uh, for this one. So, okay, listen, it, it really comes down to you kind of thought Travel Column would be the favorite. She's not. Ma thought is for Pletcher. It's between those two as far as favoritism goes, who goes off as favorite. You know, Brad Cox sitting here with a, 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 a an Oaks Derby double very easily potential. What do you think about this race? It does it does it smell a little bit like upset potential? You smell that? Uh, yeah, I do kind of a little bit. I don't think it's upset though. Listen, I, I I like Travel Column a lot. I really do. And how about this? Brad Cox has got a shot for the for the Oaks Derby double, which is extremely hard to do, obviously. And with great horses, right? I mean, not, he does have Mandaloon and, and he does have Coach in this race, but but the main contenders are both gray, so that's kind of weird too. Uh, travel column to me, and I've said it on a lot of shows this week. 
you know, after after she won that goldenrod, as bad as that trip was and how she just had to overcome so much, you know, we were texting privately and we we're like, I, I really think this is the Oaks horse. And then she she went down to fairgrounds and, you know, the Rachel Alexandra, you know, say what you want to say about the ride by flow. Did he kind of just get lazy? Did he did he just not respect Claire Air enough? I don't know, but got beat. But listen, I think Travel Column, the way she turned the tables last time out on Clarier, it's like, okay, we know who the best horse is out of those two. Now you got to go up and beat Malathot and pass the champagne. Uh, I, I'm going Travel Column. I, I just couldn't get away from her. No, I mean, I'm with you. I, ever since, uh, yeah, like you said, the Goldenrod, it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the Oaks horse. Yeah. This, 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 just a beast of a performance. Just really, yeah. really. And it was just trouble left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess your one downfall is – for any of these horses, like none of these horses have numbers that are really overly impressive. So you're kind of like, eh, you know, any of these horses could run big and maybe possibly upset this field. But mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the the scare here, right? Like any of these horses, they've all been sort like even though she's probably been the best of the best, you know, Malthot is the unknown a little bit, considering we've just don't know how good really she could be. No, yeah, I just seen her one time yeah, this year. You exactly. Know? And she was that's, awesome. And yeah. And ran a career high number, and she very easily could could bump that up again. Uh, obviously, a million dollar horse. There's mm-hmm. a lot of high hopes for her, um, but it really, any of these horses could come and run a big race. Um, even like a horse like Pauline Pearl, who ran a really big fantasy. Maybe she's on the up and up. Uh, you know, for obviously Stone Street, Asmussen, Santana mm-hmm. at a big price. So I mean, all those like I I think it looms upset, but I'm also thinking Travel Column wins. Like I, if she doesn't win, I think it could be kind of it, I went back and forth between her and Malathot, mm-hmm. and I just as like you know, I've been on her since mm-hmm. I mean, really November. So I'm like, how can I? She's done. If anything, she's only she only strengthened that in the fairgrounds, fairground oaks. Yeah, it's hard to go against her. And you know, Ava's Grace, the seven horse is going to scratch out of the race. That was kind of a, a pace presence, not really a horse that you could, anybody really thought could win, but a pace presence. Right. So you take you take her out of it, and I almost think that makes Travel Column look even better because you know, while she's not a speed horse, has to be on the lead. It's still going to that pace is not going to be very very much, you know. Yeah. And so Malathot may have a little more trouble closing. Uh, to me, I think it just comes down Travel Column, and, and I really think. Past the champagne is probably going to run uh, an improved race this time out, second time out against Stakes Company. So that's kind of the long shot that that I would use. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I just think Travel Column, you know, is is just sitting on a big race. And oh, by the way, I've made a big case about Brad Cox third third race. Yeah, off I was going to bring cycle. that up. So this this horse fits third race off the form cycle for Brad Cox, just like Essential Quality does, just like She Dares the Devil did. Uh, just you, you know, just like Monomore Girl did, uh, you know, just like Essential Quality did as a two-year-old in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So, you know, I think Travel Column's going to run a big one here. Yeah, I really, I think I don't think we've seen the best of her this year. Is it? It doesn't seem like it because the first race she did, it was just like that kind of weird effort. The second race, she was really just on cruise control, mm-hmm. right? Like they didn't really ask her to do much in that race. Like, they didn't oh, have to. that's that's the horse that you. Yeah, I thought you would see in, in that Rachel. So what if there's more with her? You know, I mean, that's what Brad. I mean, I know a lot of trainers do, but he specializes in. Okay, just like he's doing with 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 uh, Central Quality. It's like okay, Derby's the goal. How do we get now? Let's go backwards from that. Yep. And obviously, this is the race you're hoping, and that's no coincidence. Really, that 
that form cycle seems to happen more and more with these really good mm-hmm. horses of his. Yep. All right. So travel column, let's make a case mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, you're going to have to play others. You might, um, you know, I, I know we kind of got creative a little bit, but like Malthot, so a horse that, I mean, she's never lost a race. Mm-hmm. She's the favorite. She's probably deserved. I mean, you could go either way. I'm not going to argue that she's favorite. I feel like she's the unknown of the race. And and essentially, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she kind of aired. Mm-hmm. Or I also wouldn't be surprised if she runs like a flat third. Now, the comparison is not exact, so don't beat me up for saying this. But is Malathot not kind of a little bit like Rock Your World? Only from the fact that I know Rock Your World has three races this year. She has one. But we only have one data point for each of them. Right. Right. No, yeah, you're right. So... It, it, and again, it's another situation where Malfot might be an Amazon freak. Yep. Or she might just be, okay. we don't know how good exactly she is. And she may tell us tomorrow and we get on here tomorrow for the recap show and say, you know what? She was an Amazon freak. That's why she's one of the horses we used on top in the try. And, and uh, we're happy that she won. Um, or, or we could get on and say, well, she just wasn't quite as good. We don't know the full capabilities of this horse yet because we've only seen her one time as a three-year-old. I know that's that's why you you I feel like you have to play her mm-hmm. defensively because you just don't know what she is yet. John White likes to say, like with a horse like this, it's like we there's no telling what she is. And what that means is she could be great or 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 not, but there's no telling, and it's just it's self-explanatory, right? Yeah, you like again. I, I mean, I so that's what you got to use. Or you, I think you have you feel stupid not to. Um, search results, the other kind of you know low price three to one on the morning line. Uh-huh. Chad Brown, he's going to look to do the Derby or the Oaks Derby double yeah. as well. Maybe I'm completely off here, but I I mean I. I just the gazelle and not any horse that comes out of that aqueduct series into the Derby or the Oaks never tends to run really that well here. That's the problem for sure. And, and the other problem is that that horse kind of looked to be slowing down a little bit uh, in the stretch of the, uh, the demoiselle or the gazelle. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if this horse wins, but this is one that I, I didn't really like on pop. Yeah, I, I, I took stands against her pretty much all around. I just I had to take some spots because I'm looking, you know, if you got Malthot, you've got uh, Travel Calm. Who are the other ones? You know, who are some of these horses that could maybe spring an upset, who make it pay? Um, you know, some of the long shots of the race that you're looking at that if this thing does blow up, these are the horses that might have something to say with that. Yeah, I think Steve Asmussen's pair, Pauline's Pearl and Clarier, certainly are two that you need to take a hard look at. Clarier is not really much of a price, but... You know, I think she'll still be solid, like six to one type range. And and she's, yeah. she, you know, no worse than second in all of her starts. And and anytime she's lost, it's been at the top choice of ours, uh, travel column. So obviously, Clarier is a horse that you have to take very seriously. Pauline's Pearl, you kind of mentioned it at the top of uh, the segment. This horse, certainly every race gets better, right? Just every single race, it seems like this horse is kind of progressing, progressing. Last time out, the, the best race of her career. And one more that I, I'm just like, I just have a feeling this horse is going to run pretty good tomorrow. What about Crazy Beautiful? I know. It, 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 I have a feeling going to run well, and we didn't use her strong enough. Like, if there's one that's like, God damn it, Beautiful got second, and we didn't have her in that spot. You know what I mean by that? I know. Um, good enough price. Uh, one last time out. 
you know, I, I could see her running big. It, she's the one that we, you know, if you if you guys have got the wagering guide, we basically had to take a stand against her, right? And that's one that I'm nervous about because mm-hmm. it's like, fucking McPeak, really? You know, like, because she really did run well at Goldstream. Just, you've got to take stands somewhere. And because I like Pauling's Pearl a lot here. Yeah, you do. And I also like Pass the Champagne, which you're not going to see at 15 to 1. But to me, it's kind of like, if you like essential quality in the Kentucky Derby, you have to like highly motivated, right? I mean, they're right there. And to me, if you like Malathot, I mean, pass the champagne off of a decent long to long layoff, first time going long, she mm-hmm. runs huge. And so if you got to think she's going to run, uh, improve off of that last effort, you get, you have to include her too. Yep. Oh, absolutely. I, it's, it, it is one of those things with, with, with all these big stakes races, it just feels like, oh, I'm leaving off somebody that I wouldn't, I don't really want to. I know. Okay. So what's the horse that like, you're not other than crazy beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is there any horse in here? That's like you, you, you want to use, but you're just like, damn, I just, I can't get there. Is it, is it like will secret? Yes. I know you kind of like yep. her for a while. You hit it right on the head. Will secret for me. Uh, I picked this horse in the Ashland and a uh, horrible pick, obviously finished mid third and not really close. I am a little scared of Will Secret, but the problem was how can I play Will Secret when when she got beat that badly in that race? I I, I just feel like the Oaklawn series was just kind of eh, iffy yeah. all year, and it's like you went up against those two and you weren't really close. But yeah, if Will Secret wins, it's one for me that I'll be really pissed off about. And mine is, and you don't. I know you don't agree at all. Is is no. Millie Philly? Fuck that horse, Millie Philly. That's my horse. I hope. Uh, I just, I, it's just Rosario's back on board. It's Judd Mott, it's Bill Mott. This horse ran second, two crazy beautiful last time, ran a lot better effort. I get those numbers, but this horse is capable of running a decent race. And don't forget, in the Demoiselle, barely got beat by Malathot yeah. on a mile and eight. So, not many horses in this race have gone a mile and eight, and she's one of them. So, Nilly Philly for me, uh, which I understand, uh, yeah, not gonna, I, I, I don't, not using her, let's be clear. If she runs well and hits the board and knocks us out of our try or whatever, I'm be kind of irritated with that. So that's my that's my reasoning. But okay, so we're finally here. It's the Yokes. We're both on Travel Calm. We'll get to the Derby here in a second. Do you feel stronger about your pick in the Yokes or your pick in the Derby? That's a great question. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, it's a great question because you don't feel like overly confident about either race this year. Um, Oh boy. I'll go, I'll go Oaks. I'll go Oaks. Can we only because I don't think the field is quite like the field's strong, but like the Derby, it just kind of seems like if if essential quality Rocky Roll don't win, any of them can win. We're here, it's like I think there's only three or four like real legitimate candidates. So I'll go Oaks. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't definitely feels like she's I've liked travel column probably longer than than I've liked the my pick in the Derby, mm-hmm. so I'll just, I I will agree. Um, some uh, Matthews asked, you know, about great question. Thoughts on the best lock of the day for tomorrow's card? We we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Well, I'll say this though: okay. we talked about this last night on the drive, and, and mm-hmm. that's a really good question, right? Because there's a there, there's there's two horses that you look at and say, okay, one of them's the lock, right? Maxfield or Aunt Pearl. 
Mm-hmm. So you don't want to talk about it now, but we, we can we can get to it if you want if you don't want to now. Yeah, we'll but, we'll uh, after we talk uh, Derby, we'll yeah. uh, we'll get into kind of the undercard races. Yeah, we have some thoughts on the uh, the undercard on both days, especially. Yep the Aunt Pearl versus Maxfield and how we kind of went about that. So, and, and real quick, uh, some uh, said Gamine. Gamine is Saturday. That absolutely is the yeah. for Saturday, but for, we're talking Friday. Uh, and that's, it's a debate. It's very much a debate and it's a, it's an important debate, I think. All right. Yeah. I think if you guys have any other questions on the Oaks, hit us up right now, because obviously everyone really, you know, is antsy to get to the Derby talk, which, totally. you know, so are we yep. um, tomorrow being the Oaks. We wanted to talk about that first. Yeah, to me, it's travel calm. Mal thought if it's either if it's not them that wins, will I be oh, oh, like overly shocked? No, but I'll be a little surprised just because I think both those horses are really good. Um, but travel calm is my girl. I'm gonna stick with her. I've stuck mm-hmm. with her all this year, and she's looked so good. Uh, question is: one. Is Coach a good underneath play? What do you think about Coach? I don't think it's a good underneath play. I, I've ch- and here's why: I've chased Coach all year. And has that horse really done anything? No. Like, no, I've wanted to like her all, oh, all year. All year I've picked yeah. her. Chased her both times, or chased really all three times at Oakland. I've chased yeah. her in the honeybee. I chased her in the fantasy. Yeah, it's just like. Nah, I'm done with her. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just can't get I mean, you love to see Luis jump on her. That's great. Oh, but, it is. Yeah. Um, I, I can't get there with her. Another question uh, why the hate? for search results no 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 there's no hate for search results let me be very clear i just think these other phillies are just a little bit better at this distance i do not hate search results no but my here's my thing with search results is i went from being like a huge when she turned her home i was like here's another one dude i had the text wrote out to you saying "Uh oh this is a big time got another horse Mm -hmm. chad brown he's i mean this horse is legit and then she she hit about the 16th pole and you're like "Uh uh-oh get Get to the wire, please. Yeah, I hope you get there, yeah. And yeah, it's just, I mean, she just is struggled the whole way, it felt like. But more, and, and again, well, he says, well, faster than the boys. Well, come on. That day was was a disaster, yeah. Um, from the boys' standpoint, oh, but yeah. you know, I, to me, it's just I could, I, I couldn't get there. Plus, it's yeah. that you can't, I can't shake the fact that that aqueduct series just doesn't produce, you know, I for whatever reason it just hasn't. And whereas you, these horses that run in the fairgrounds, uh, these horses that run at Keeneland, they temp- typically run really well here. So um, there you go. Ed DeRosa is playing coach in second for the Oaks. So that's a great reason not to play coach. That's That almost secures that theory. So I, I don't get why. That's the whole thing. Travel calm runs well. It, it mean anything to you about essential quality? Yeah, no, no. That's, Jared, that's a good question or a good comment because we were talking about that earlier on the ride. It's like, okay, the, to the flip side of that, what if she runs awful? Then you're like, oh shit, you know, like I know that they're not any rel, like there's no like reasoning behind it, but you're just like, you, Brad Cox typically fires, and you know, and if, he, if she runs really poor, it definitely gives you like a little bit of, at least it does me, where you're like, well, essential quality, that's. But, you know, to your point, surely he can win one of these, right? I, I don't – I'm not a big subscriber of, of one horse, meaning, like, runs bad, and then the other one's going to run bad for sure. I, I'm just not. They're just two different things. But, it, listen, is it – It's horse racing's a mental game. So if you bet travel call tomorrow and, it, and she runs like shit and you've got essential quality in the derby, obviously mentally that is going to play into your mind. Yep. But 
it really shouldn't. But human nature says, yeah, it will bother you a bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, and but I do. I think I think yeah. they're both going to run well. I mean, I you know they may it could very be that they both run really well and they don't win. But I do do think both horses are going to fire, which is is the biggest reason why I want to use them, right? Because I at the end of the day, you want horses that are going to run, and mm-hmm. it's just are they good enough? Or we're going to we're about to find out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to any last questions. Um, but we'll get to the Kentucky Derby because obviously kind of a big race yeah, right i mean race, yeah people seem to want to talk about kentucky derby um if you got any more questions <clears throat> we will try to answer those before we get to uh the derby that our our stephanie said brad cox is gonna make or break my day tomorrow i i'm with you yeah and with- pearl and and uh she dares the devil and then yeah travel column yeah we're with you on that one it's gonna it, it's you know but it's like it feels like he keeps having these big days. You know, this he is saddling his first horses in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, of course, one's first Kentucky Oaks last year. This definitely feels like Brad Cox is finally, you know, like it's 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 good it's good to back him, right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's kind of the whole point. Sure. Um, in these big races, because shit, dude, he's winning everything right now. What hasn't he won? It seems like so. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, you guys have any last questions before we hit the derby? Uh, Pauline's Pearl runs well. Do you like Super Stock? No, no. That is no. Yeah, that doesn't. That's the thing. It's yeah. like they they they're two separate things. Right. I mean, no. That's a great and that's a great. And I think you may have meant Mark. You may have been meaning like doesn't like you're saying like proving the point. Like yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like why I would not even relate those to be honest with you yeah um in terms of that maybe it's just because those horses are heavier priced horses um and why people might want to uh yeah click on that one for yeah that one right there yeah yeah i mean listen it, 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 by the way last year no, you're right was, yeah. she, was she dares the devil my goodness like that was a huge upset that horse ran a monster race and of course she's back tomorrow so that'll be fun they're off Kentucky Derby. All right, let's go to Saturday. And of course, there's a race called the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, race 12. $3 million grade one for three girls going a mile and a quarter. This is what it's all been leading up to. Field of 20 lines up for the Kentucky Derby. We've only been working on this for, <laughs> well, six months. Yeah. So yeah. we're finally here. The Derby is here. It Essential quality is obviously your heavy morning line favorite he's going to be heavier at post time two to one morning line seems like with mattress max bet he might be even lower mm-hmm. it might be is it, is it going to be the lowest priced uh derby uh you know favorite to go in history i mean shit i mean this is hor- like this horse has just got the makings to be pounded right now yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the bet is that obviously it's going to make a difference. That's $2 million or whatever that he ends up doing. But you got to remember, this is going to be a, a massive pool this year. La- last year's pool was was very short compared to what this is going to be. We're back to a normal derby in so- in, in some regards, at least. It's, 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 it's on its normal day. Everybody knows when the derby is going to be. There's going to be more fans in attendance, obviously, this year than last. So uh, th- it's going to be a big pool. I- Obviously, it's going to make a difference. I don't think it's going to make a biggest difference as people think. I, I'm thinking like nine to five is probably what this horse is going to go off at. And that's the question, right? But can, can you swallow nine to five on him? But it's still, it's like, you know, we, 
I always compare, you know, five to two on Justify, five to two on Pharaoh, and you're going to have to swallow nine, nine to five on essential quality. That's tough. It's tough. Um, it is. All right. Phil 20, known agenda, like the king, broken strong, keep me in mind. Sainthood, Obesos, Mandaloon, Medina, Spirit, Hot Rod, uh, Midnight Bourbon, Dynamic One, Helium, Hidden Stash, Central Quality, Rock Your World, King Fury, Highly Motivated, Super Stock, Super Sandwich, and Bourbonic. 20 horses. Let's hope we get all 20. We have the new gate, right? So the new gate, we didn't see, we saw it last year in September, but really the field wasn't a full field of 20. So you'd really, we haven't really seen the effect of what that gate's going to mean for a full horse, a full field of 20 horses. Mm-hmm. No agenda. A lot of, you know, it seems like, it seems like this is a horse like you either love or hate in there. And a lot of people still want to pick him at drawing the one. Was that a horse that you're like, okay, he drew the rail. I don't have to worry about him. Yeah, absolutely. You're looking for excuses to, to toss horses from this derby. So, yeah, I mean, that was definitely when Nona Jenna drew the rails, like, okay, that's a breath of like, like a, a relief, you know, because it's like, oh, I don't have to kind of mess with him. Uh, I'm taking that stance with him. I, I didn't love him coming into it. And that's the difference between me and maybe somebody that's still going to play him. If you liked him coming into the derby, I get it. You're like, oh, he's kind of a closer. He'll just drop back, make a run. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, but if you didn't like him, it's like, okay. Now we're okay. You know, now now it's like, okay, I, I, I didn't want to play him really anyway. I was going to use him defensively. Now he's got the rail. I'm just going to throw him out. Well, it comes to a point in these, especially, I mean, we have to, in, our, in the guy, we, we pick four, our top four consensus. And it's tough. You have to throw out somebody. Yeah. And, and, and you're looking for excuses this year. And, and, and the one was definitely an excuse. Yeah. And it comes, like, I, I say this all the time on the show. It's like, I don't, they may not be great excuses, but when you're handicapping, you've got to come to a, reasoning or all right that's my you know i'm not going to use that horse because of this right and as long as you can stick with that and understand that's why you're not using that horse that's the decisions you have to make when you're handicapping a race like this when you got 20 horses in the field i mean you you know we put together a couple tickets for the guide uh trifecta tickets and it's just like i mean you you, the first leg maybe you know we we have pretty high opinions there but it's like Two legs, two and three. It's just like I mean, just throw in some horses here mm. because really, it's so impossible to kind of get there. Um, I'm with you. I like known agenda a little more than you do, I think. But it came to a point where it's like, well, until I see otherwise, the one is dead to me. Mm-hmm. Just is until I see otherwise, and I just don't feel like he's the horse um, to do it. All right, so let's, let's kick it off with the favorite, mm-hmm. essential quality. Do you want to like repeat the things you've been saying all along? I- I know I've said these a hundred times for the last two weeks, but I'll, yeah, I'll do it again. Uh, first and foremost is one over any surface as far as dirt surface, like sloppy track, uh, you know, fast track has one from, from anywhere on the lead, uh, stocking, closing, uh, the biggest race of his career was in the breeders cup juvenile. He won from eighth, you know, he was eighth at the backside and won. um, you know, I think the 14 post kind of just keeps him kind of out of the outside out of trouble, no big deal. Look, the the biggest thing for me is the trainer. I just think Brad Cox will have this horse ready to fire his best effort. And if he does, he's the one I can count on out of every other horse in the race. I, I just can count on essential quality to show up and run his race. Where some of these other ones, it's just like, oh, man, maybe, maybe. Every time I go, it's like, yeah, he might run okay, but he might run like shit too. If, the, if essential quality like misses the board completely, 
I'll be really surprised. Yeah, I. Here's the thing. I feel like what we have here is a, is a is a horse that, and maybe he does on Saturday, but he essential quality has not greatly like improved from two to three. But he was really good at two, and he's still really good at three, and he's been consistently good at three. He's going to probably run that same race again. You know you're going to get that from him, and it's like okay. I know I'm going to get that from him, and maybe that's still good enough because I don't know which of these horses is going to be able to jump up and, and you know what I mean? It's like drawing a name out of a hat. Rock Your World obviously is the logical horse to upset him, given that he's got the you know the high buyer of the field, ran awesome in the Santinita Derby. He's a second choice in here right to his outside. If there's someone that's going to beat him, I'm – I mean, I almost picked Rock Your World to win the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I think Rock Your World is, you know, we've talked about him, at, you know, at length. And he's he is definitely the horse that could be like that huge, like, talented horse that's just going to burst on the scene, a, a quote unquote, again and win the Kentucky Derby. And he might win the Triple Crown. Like, that's how talented he is. Like, he could be a freak. He also... I just don't trust him. I just don't. It, you just have the one data point to look at with this horse, and we've talked about this a lot as well. It's just hard to judge a, a, a horse off one dirt race to come to try to win the Kentucky Derby. It's just tough. Can he do it? Sure. If he can repeat that San Diego Derby effort, sure he could do it. It was a wire-to-wire victory that day. He got clear of all the other horses, and he just kind of ran his own little race. I don't think with this post-draw – they're either going to have to send him hard and send him so hard that it might tire him out, or he's going to kind of have to stock or be wide. And it's not going to be the ideal trip this time for him. And I think that's my biggest worry. Yeah. And Jared, I mean, we talked about it uh, with travel calm, obviously Haltman made reference to Montemoy girl. Um, She she dares the devil obviously is one as well. See, Uh, And that's the thing. Like you said, I think he's going to run that, that, you know, he's, he's consistent. He's going to run that race I, in the back of my mind. I'm with you. It looks like that's him. It looks like this is him. This is what he is, but man, it's looked like that a lot for Brad Cox horses. And then they get to this big stage and they, they find another gear, you know? Yeah. I, I get it though. I, I'll, I'm going to Gavin says EQ works for me. Makes me want to toss him for, as someone that's around horses always. No, I, you, I, I disagree strongly. Um, I don't think you can take anything from the way he's been working. I, I can tell you from what I know from top, I actually know people that, you know, and Brad Cox, I mean, just to say, uh, I mean, he likes the horse. I mean, there's nothing, no, no issues with the horse. I, I don't think, you know, some guy, some trainers go like they'll pump their horses hard and, and going into the derby and some just kind of, I, I don't, I don't take anything from it. Let me say something about this comment and put it up there one more time. Oh, the source is five for five. The source is a two-year-old champion. The source is a multiple grade one winner. If he's way off in his back, they would not run. I mean, this horse is worth more than the purse of the Kentucky Derby right now. If the horse has something wrong with him, they're not going to run him in this race. Even though that it is the Kentucky Derby, and I get it's a derby, they're going to run him. No, he's worth a ton more money than this Kentucky Derby purse. So if he's off, 
he will be scratched from the race. That's my, that's all my only comment I can make on that. Well, let's hope it. And and, and by the way, uh, Gavin, you you said did he say something about he's been around horses? Yeah, okay, I haven't, I haven't. So you know more about a horse than me if that's true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Will not debate or argue with that. My only argument is that horse is probably worth twenty million dollars at this point. I would say to a stud farm. And I, I don't think they're going to risk it just to win this race. Um, let's talk a little bit about, because I know obviously we like such quality, we like Rocker World. Uh, I know in, a, in Slim made a case for this. And then if you haven't seen it, by the way, you've got to go check out Slim's Pace the, uh, thesis, which apparently he's retiring afterwards. Right, sure. Um, yeah, you know, that's, it's, his, mm-hmm. it's his next retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, you got to go read this because, I mean, the dude, you read it and you're like, you feel like you're, you know, watching just some master, you know, brilliant mind work. And mm-hmm. uh, he breaks it down. And, you know, Medina Spirit keeps coming up to, you know, some guys like him from a pace standpoint. But also, you know, I know Samich really likes Medina Spirit. Uh, Magic likes Medina Spirit. Mm-hmm. We have Medina Spirit. We're using Medina Spirit. But are you more, like, does the horse, if the horse was trained by Bill Mott or something, let's just say, just, I mean, like, this is are you even considering this horse? Or is it? strictly the Bob Baffert factor and the horse is just like, he's been pretty good. He got beat by life is good. He got beat by rock your world, got pounded by both of them, but he got beat by, you know, he's finished second in both. It's like, well, it's Bob Baffert. I got to use him. Baffert is part of it for sure. But I think the biggest part of it, he's just really consistent. You know, this is a really, really consistent horse. Uh, and I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And he's been running, Numbers that are, are are very consistent as well, and and they're high, and they're they're high about as high as anybody in this field. So it's weird because Baffert doesn't seem to like this horse really in any of the interviews. It's like, yeah, like he's like top ten. I, I love to come here with a top five horse. He's like top ten, you know. So it's odd, but yeah, I have a lot of respect for him. I I think he can. I think he could get the job done. I I, I didn't have enough guts to put this horse on top, but. I think he'll be around, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've said it a lot. And I, I, I think he might be in the lead when he, they turn for home. If not, mm-hmm. he's going to be close. And I think so. He's going to have something to say. You know, a lot of people like, well, he wasn't on the lead in Sandy Derby. Well, he broke well and they pulled him back, you know, yeah. and then Rocker World just cruised around the, there. The only thing about, hey, he's going to be loose on the lead arguments there seems to be more pace in here that I see than, than other people see. Yeah, like uh, Cattle River scratches out or not going to run. They're like, oh, my gosh, this pace has no yeah. – this race has no pace. And it's like, well, I feel like there's a lot – you know, you have a handful of horses. Like, let's talk about that a little bit because Medina Spirit, uh, you know, uh, Hot Rod, Midnight, uh, Dynamic One has some speed. Helium has a little speed. You've got um, Mandaloon has a little bit of speed. There's a – a chunk of horses there that all have speed soup and sandwich has speed. That's going to go at least somewhat. You have those, all those horses in the middle there that are piled together that break and they all are going to want to go or at least be close to me. Doesn't that set up a very hot opening quarter? Like as they get to that, you know, the first time they run around there to the, to the first turn, it feels like they're going to be, Cause you know, you got, and then you have horses like highly motivated who I think is very talented drew pretty poorly at in 17 uh, spot. He, you know, Chad Brown said, he's like, I, we're, we're going to need, we want to, we want to place him. Right. We mm-hmm. want to have him 
um, in the right spot going into that first turn. So he's going to try to get a, you know, place uh, pl- the right placement as well. I just feel like this pace is going to be hot as they get into that first uh, turn. Yeah. And I, I think I, I, I kind of mentioned it to John and he, he agreed and then he kind of just kind of over a little bit, but like the pace drawing all together, right? Like they're all right there together. So it, to, to me, it just makes logical sense. And, and if, if four speed horses are right together and they all break at the same time, aren't they going to just naturally kind of engage with each other? I mean, I, I don't know. To me, that makes logical sense. I, I don't know if that's really what's going to happen, but it certainly seems like the pace could be a little bit hotter than what people think. Yeah, I I think that with that, I think that you're going like it. Every time you see, you know, we see a race, like, well, the pace is gone. What happens? Yeah, it heats up. Jockeys yeah. get like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to take it. No, I'm going to take yeah. it. And then all of a sudden, you've got a semi hot pace. I don't think it's going to be lightning fast, but I think it's going to be true. Um, you know, here's a horse that you and I both desperately wanted to pick. And I want to. I want to put you on the spot a little bit and ask you why you didn't. And that's hot rod, Charlie. <sighs> why I didn't pick him. Uh, I just down deep. I'm like, I, I just don't know that he's like a high talented horse. You know, I think he's like really good. Not like great. And, and yes, that could be good enough to win, but I just think somebody's going to run a little bit better than him here. And, and, and I, I think he's a great candidate to hit the board. I think he's a fighter. I, you know, I kind of described him on a, on another show. I did. I said, he's just kind of, he's just kind of tough. And, you know, he's just, he's almost kind of, I don't know the horse at all, but he's almost kind of mean. Like he just doesn't want you to get past him. Yeah. Even his first race at Santa Anita this year. And people were like, ah, oh, he got beat by Medina spirit. He got beat by Roman Centurion. I mean, fuck, they were bobbing heads, right? Like he didn't really want to lose that race. I don't think he was really ready to run that one. You know, he didn't, that was not a great effort for him. And he still was out there trying. And, and then it's at Louisiana. We, we saw a different horse, right? Uh, so end of the day, I, I think if he wins, we can, we can step away from this and say that Derby just wasn't that good. And he was just the best of kind of a mishmash of a field. You know, the thing about this race, that's that's super interesting to me is that you have a bunch of horses you know, Paul. Hey, Paul. What's up? Hey. Uh, you know, watch. You know, Medina in the stretch. He's never been passed in the stretch. Like he, like horses like that that don't that just kind of run really hard down the stretch. And we also have that mixed in with a, a year, a group of horses that, re- I mean, really don't like to pass horses in mm-hmm. the stretch either. I mean, there's a handful of horses that can overcome a bad. Say they come from what off of it, like that can come overcome all the obstacles that come with the 20 horse field and still like run down a horse like hot rod or highly motivated or rock your world central quality even throw i mean there's a you know it's hard for me to envision a horse that can do all that and still run a horse down so midnight bourbon i mean that's another horse that's going to be on the, you're close to the pace and so i just feel like you want a horse that's gonna be forwardly placed in this race mm-hmm. and that's going to be in position when they turn for home because and i know it's hard to you know you gotta assume they break well but that's the kind of horses i want and that's kind of the horses i keyed on um in in my top four put up put gavin's latest comment on there because i disagreed with him earlier but i totally agree with you here 
when he won, it was like, yeah, there's there's a lot of preps and maybe we'll get value on this horse. People will forgive him or forget about him. And now after five weeks, it's like that was actually one of the better preps. Yeah. So I I'm totally with you on that one, Gavin. I, I, I think he's there somewhere. And he's won again. I would rate him as the second most likely horse to, to quote unquote run his race. And what I mean by that is I think he's going to get out kind of towards the lead. I think he's going to stay around and I think he's going to be there at the end. Is he good enough to win? I'm, I'm questionable that he's good enough to actually win, but I really think he's, he's going to be there, you know, as they hit the wire and it's just going to be a matter of that last 16th. Is he good enough? Well, that's the question that a lot of these horses sure. are going to have to answer. Are it's they not an enough? easy derby. It's it, really not. It, I'll be telling you guys, like we've been doing this for a while. Um, and this, even, I mean, picking the winner, you can have some sense of security just because it feels like there's a couple like Central Quality, Rock Your World, a uh, few standouts. But even then, it's hard. But underneath, holy shit. I mean, it's especially when you have a year. And even if you listen to the back, if you haven't, guys, stop. I mean, we stop what you're listening to right now. Don't even listen to the rest of us if you don't want to. Go mm -hmm. back and listen to John, yep. the podcast before this. Listen to him. We had him on earlier this week. And I even asked him, I was like, John, have you ever seen anything like this where you just have horses left and right? Like, no, we're not running. We're not running. Like 10 horses that don't wouldn't even make the gate are all of a sudden in the race. He's like, you know, and obviously John's, <laughs> I mean, the dude's a wealth of knowledge. He's seen every, you know, fucking Kentucky Derby. He's like, I've never, never seen this. Yeah. You know, I guess yeah. this is nuts. And so, I mean, it's, it's like some of the horses that are in here. And to that point. King Fury most years would never be in this race, right? Yeah. I mean, we hadn't seen this horse since November. He finished fifth, beating five, and then he goes and wins the Lexington, and all of a sudden he's in the Kentucky Derby, and he's a lot of people's picks in the pick in the Kentucky Derby. So King Fury, I know you're more you're pretty well, I don't want to give you I mean you're you like him a little bit, right? Yeah, uh I do like King Fury to hit the board. I think there was a question like what closer hits the board. Yeah, Maybe, was, oh, there's Dennis thoughts on Clint King Fury and there I think somebody else asked about a closer. Yeah. I may have been wrong on that. But uh King Fury to me is the one that I I like that. I think he's the best closer. I, I really do. Um I think he's coming into the race really strong. I know it's just one effort, but it, but he really showed a, a nice turn of foot. Kenny McPeak was like ecstatic to get this horse in the race. So, you know, he actually uh, uh, like uh, quote tweeted our tweet when we said, hey, welcome to the field King Fury that day when he when the news broke. And he he was like, yes, I'm so excited for it. So, yeah, and Tyson Fury is going to be here. So that's yeah. cool, too. Tyson Fury, who, of course, the horse is named after the the boxer. He's going to be walking the horse and, over. And on, honestly, guys, these closers, the majority of them are going to be fool's gold. And he certainly could be fool's gold king fury but i just think he is a really good candidate to pass a lot of tired horses he's going to be moving oh yeah yeah i mean I, there, there's going to be a handful of horses that i don't necessarily that can i i don't necessarily think that are going to be getting knocking off the one and two spots but mm -hmm. underneath uh there's i mean i think king fury and another horse that john liked a lot that i i mean in terms of a huge price number four keep me in mind I mean, he's one that I think underneath plays in your supers and your tries in the third and fourth spots makes a lot of sense. Just from a standpoint of this horse, I mean, you go back to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile where he finished third, only beating two to essential quality and Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah. Obviously, two horses that we think can win this race. He goes and wins the Jockey Club, 
uh, in November, and then he's off until, and then of course the nightmare begins when the with the weather at Oakland can't train, can't find a place to run. Finally, runs in the Rebel, runs terrible, runs in the Bluegrass, runs terrible. He goes and fires a bullet workout last time out. I mean, it feels like from a closer standpoint, a horse that works that hard blinkers off. It's equipment change. Listen, I'm not. I'm making a case for him to run a decent race. I don't know if he's good enough, but maybe you could see him coming from the clouds. Uh, Sainthood, yeah, is another one for if like I know Thomas really likes Sainthood. If you're looking for a huge 250 to one bombs, if you're looking to make some noise, maybe those two could do it. Uh, keep me in mind is really regressed at three. I agree, he has regressed. Blues win. There yep. you go. Uh, Thomas says. Uh, Samich is obsessed with Sainthood. So, I mean, if you guys want to use a horse that's 50 to 1, use Sainthood because if you like Mike Samich, he's going to be using him. Um, Blinkers turned on Jin into a monster. New gate number, not a bad post, anyone. So, I'm going through some of these comments. Yeah, say, is there any comments you want to? (laughs) I asked the Magic Mike guys about keeping in mind. They said toss. (laughs) Well, they also picked Medina Spirit to win, so you never, you never know, right? Um, Let's see here. Okay, Jared Clemens. What's up, Jared? Uh, Hey, Jared, are you going to be there? If you are, yeah, hit us up, dude. Uh, So, Rocker World ran twenty-two and two uh, two fifths quarter. Uh, Uh Anita carry his speed the whole way. Isn't that the best way to win the Derby? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, a thousand. Listen, Jared, if if Rock Your World had two dirt victories, he'd be my pick. I just, I just don't trust a, a turf a, a horse that ran two races on the turf, one race on the dirt. Usually, that second race on the dirt, they regress. I understand. Hey, it's not that's not the plan. He's a dirt horse. We 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 start him on the turf, and then we're going to go to the dirt. I'm sorry. That is like an ass backwards fucking plan. Uh, just to be real, real clear. Nobody uses that plan to make the Kentucky Derby. So it's weird. Right. But I get it. If you're going to, if you think that this horse is legit and he can run that Santa Anita race again, freaking bet him. And that's why we use the horse because if he runs the Santa Anita race again, probably going to win. Right. I mean, if he does, he will. I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, he, that's the thing about him. That's why you got defensively use him. Absolutely, because it's just you don't I, the unknown. You just don't know what he is. Like he could very like you and I talked a lot about this uh, earlier at, at dinner. It's like okay, if it's like, such a quality, not you know finishing hitting the board is fairly surprising because I just yeah. feel like you're going to get an effort. If Rocker World finishes finishes fifteenth. You're just like, well, I guess that was kind of fluky, and then that's it. You don't, you kind of forget about it. That's but if, it. if he wins by two, you go, well, I guess he was just kind of legit. Yeah, I guess he's kind of a freak. He's the bastard of the race, to put it bluntly. He really <laughs> is. And and listen, if you if you guys are backing Rock Your World that are listening right now, I can't I can't talk you off that horse. I really can't because he certainly has the best prep race. Yeah, John scares me when he said the second dirt start regress. I mean, yeah, I mean, whenever he said that, and obviously that was coming from a. A legit source. And so, yeah, I mean, but to his point, and I think we made a pretty good case of it. It's like, it, I get it. Like, it's weird, right? Like, but like, oh, well, you know, the, the, we went on the turf because of this and this and to avoid Baffert. And then we finally, you know, then we went to Santee and Derby and then we saw what happened. It's like, so maybe he's not a turf horse that ran on dirt. Maybe he's just a dirt horse who started on turf. And so mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's, that's why you have to use them because again, you don't know. So, yep. um, all right, final thoughts. We'll get to a little bit of the undercard here, but what are your final thoughts? 
uh, on this race, anything you want to leave the people with. We'll talk. So we'll be on tomorrow. We'll do a Oaks recap. I have the Tinder girls on and then we will. And then we'll obviously dive into the Derby a little again, just to kind of give our final thoughts and hopefully there's no scratches or anything, but um, any final thoughts, but any last kind of details you want to give uh, or any questions you all want answered right now before, uh, before we jump off here and go to the, a little bit of the undercard. Yeah. Stuff. Open it up for the question. I don't really have anything else to add. I mean, we've talked about this race for so long. I, I think it's time to run it, you know? So, so, uh, if any, if there's any questions, time to fucking run it, right? Yes. Like, yes. Talking's over. Like, can we yeah. just run the damn thing? You know? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's exciting. I, I cannot wait. I, I think, you know, I think, you're gonna. This is a, a making a, a make or break race for a lot of these horses. Like I feel like a, a good handful of this of these horses in this race will <laughs> we won't see from for a little while. Yeah, because it just feels like they're gonna be like, okay, the dirt. You know, this isn't our thing. We're running the derby because we wanted to run the derby, and now that's over. So I think like, this is a big test for a bunch of these horses, and as they move forward, and obviously into the Preakness, the Triple Crown Trail, the Belmont. Um. All right. Yeah, you and I are both on top picks, right? Central quality. Yep. Central quality to win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> if you guys haven't, go over to racingdudes.com right now and get our inside track for the 2021 Kentucky Derby wagering guide. Get this all-inclusive 19-page beast of a guide available for Friday and Saturday at Churchill Downs. It features in-depth analysis of all seven stakes on the card on Saturday, including, of course, the 3 million Kentucky Derby, how we're playing that race top to bottom. But not, but not just that. You also get analysis and betting suggestions for the entire card as well as Friday's Kentucky Oaks. We'll also have, we, you know, you and I really work hard on this every time we do this, the bankroll uh, wagering guide, part of the bankroll wagering guide portion of the guide where we go through every single stakes race on Friday and Saturday and tell you exactly how we're playing it. We're literally going to be at the track betting these exactly how they are in the guide. So bet with us. We get a budget. We tell you what we're going to bet. You know, we have, we have like a, I think it's like a 60 some percent ROI for the last two times we've done this at the, breeders cup and the pegasus so you'll want to try that and you just want to bet with us and you know maybe maybe you want it's too high for a budget and just tone it down a little bit but you can bet what you want and bet with us uh also you can get our top four consensus picks yours mine uh get the all the guys all your favorite guys all your favorite personalities at racingdudes.com who they like in every single stakes race friday and saturday uh their top four picks go check that out on the wager guy 19 pages it's a monster racejuice.com you get it for free if you subscribe to any of our premium content all right what i've got some breaking news oh so andy buyer it has never picked a derby winner right according to john white like ever <laughs> did he give his pick he just john white just text andy buyer has picked medina spirit to win the Kentucky Derby. Oh, poor Samich and poor Magic. So if you've picked if you've picked Medina Spirit to win this race, it's over for you guys. I'm sorry. It will be the first time Andy Byer has gotten one right. And, and, and according to John, again, I don't track this, but according to John, many, many, many moons <laughs> since Andy Byers picked a Kentucky Derby winner. I'm shocked Medina Spirit's the pick. I, I really am. But uh, and again, um, that's that's from John White. Sorry, so Samage. throw him under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so Samage, he, he put that comment up. Comic yeah. said, well, he's got to be right eventually. So he's due. He picked his the law last year. And John was like, well, he's going to get one right this year. <laughs> he still misses the law. 
it's like, oh, you came. And then it's like, then you get, we, you gave, got freebies. Like, just pick Pharaoh. Just pick, justify Just somebody. No. I love that he picks Medina Spirit that Baffert, but he won't pick Pharaoh or justify. I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh. So, so Medina Spirit is Andy Byers pick. Again, that's not good. Well, history says that history says that's not good. <laughs> uh, well, Andy Sterling picked Ooh. Medina too. So there you go. That's, uh, and Ed DeRosa picked highly motivated. So those are horses that you can toss from the top spot. Um, but other than, you know, otherwise, I guess you could use underneath. But top spot, those are, we just gave you two horses that you don't even have to use in the top spot. So you're welcome. Uh, we deliver here on Blinkers. You know Off. what, though? I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick up for Ed for a second. I think that's a good pick by Ed. I do. No, I swear to God. I think it is. I I, I, I don't hate it because obviously I love the horse. It's, and, a, it's, and a, it, it's a ballsy pick. And he's liked the horse all year. I'll give him that. Here's the deal. Usually we come here and Ed's got like audible trying to be justified. It's like, come on. But highly motivated can win. Right? No, he can win. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, I don't think that's a bad pick. And, and the fact that he has been on that horse all year, for most of the, you know, like early like early on, he was yeah. dra- ranking that horse, and we're like, what is he doing with that horse up there so fast? Yeah. yeah. So, I get it. Um, all right. Let's do some undercard action. Um, you guys hit us up with some questions you guys have, kind of, you know, if you guys want to kind of, you know, reel us in or where you want us to talk. We'll go to Friday. Someone asked earlier, you know, you and I both were on the fence with who are we going to play? You know, you got to take a, a stance when it comes to one of these uh, on the undercard was, you know, in terms of what we were trying to do, whether it be Maxfield, whether it be Aunt Pearl. And mm-hmm. I'll let we ended up going with, I mean, to me, okay, so Maxfield's four to five, uh, morning line favorite. You got to go get Roadster, it goes against Sonam and. Just, I mean, that race is kind of garbage. But you and I kind of, we both agreed on this surprisingly. We kind of think Aunt Pearl is the horse that is the lock of between those two. And really, frankly, the card. We kind of were like, we don't trust Maxfield completely. And, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just he didn't he didn't run all that well last time out. But we were like, yeah, if Maxfield gets beat, we're not going to be shocked. Um, and, and the other thing about it is, if you like Maxfield is going to be one to five. Like he's a lock to be one to five. I think Aunt Pearl might be three or four to five. And, and, and you're like, well, shit, that's still not value, but st- it, it's more than one to five. Right. So I, I think it's worth trying to beat Maxfield as far as on, on your wagers. I think he's the most likely winner, but Aunt Pearl, you know, I really think she's good. She's going to be really tough to be got a big pace advantage in that race as well. Oh yeah. I mean, <sighs> Yeah, I, I you know everyone that knows the show lo- knows I love Maxfield, but it just seemed like that last effort from him, even though he ran hard, it was just like, yeah, maybe he's not the super horse that I thought he was. And I get this race is not super horse worthy, but yeah, it just feels like I don't know. Aunt Pearl has been awesome, mm-hmm. and and it's. <laughs> It's a big. It could be a big day for Brad Cox, like someone uh, mentioned yeah. earlier. Uh, well, in with Maxfield, the, the biggest problem with his race is it's like, oh, those horses are garbage, and they're with him, yeah. you know. But I, I just kind of got a feeling somebody might sneak up there and beat him. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Aunt Pearl starts to all stakes pick five, gonna pass the race and go to the pick four. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily blame that. Yeah, or just play her and 
singular and then play, you know. Yeah, play your horses in a pick five with her singled in the first play. Yeah, you could do that as well. But I get it. Like, I, you know, basically saying, hey, I like Aunt Pearl, but there's not. There's no sense. There's no playing. sense in doing it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I get it because if, you, if she does somehow lose and the whole thing's Yeah, then you're reinvesting in pick four ticket. Yeah. And the pick, the pick four. Her winning doesn't change your you know your pick five that all that no much. not all that much yeah, so, yeah I, 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 I get it, it. Yeah. um yeah. and that's the reason that's one of the big reasons why we the way we handicapped that one on the guide was like okay we're not playing a pick three or pick four or whatever here because mm-hmm. it could very easily go you know maxville her or her and you know you know you could get very choppy that entire stakes card and it's just not worth it you know mm-hmm. um yeah. can aunt pearl handle a soft feeling turf turf won't be firm tomorrow um, there's no reason to think she can't. But yeah. if you want to, if you want to say, well, maybe she won't, then sure. I you mean, can, you can try, but I, I don't. There's no reason. Yeah, like you say, there's no reason to think that she won't. Yeah. Um, we have no that, data, on and that will be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, by the time that race uh, runs, is at uh, 2:09 Eastern time. I mean, it'll be dry, but it won't be. Yeah, I'm you're sure. not going to be, be a rock hard. Won't be rock hard like you're mentioning. But I mean, she did run on good her debut, and she ran on good at Keeneland. How was that track Cup. good at Keeneland? I don't know. I mean, I don't remember that being a bad weather. I feel day. like I remember, but you remember they always it was, it was consistently listed as good, and I don't know why it was. Maybe and, it was just moisture in the air. I don't know. That's weird. But whatever it was, the horse beautiful days. She's never lost, <laughs> yeah. and she's never lost twice on good you know the first one uh not you know any concern with the layoff sure that's always a concern and honestly dennis um i went into this race thinking okay i'm gonna try to beat her because it is the layoff her numbers haven't necessarily been dramatically higher than anyone else and you know and it's like okay how do i beat her and just giftless was the only horse that i considered hard trying to beat her and just ultimately i was like you know brad's gonna have her ready to go uh she's just better than the rest of these and you look at i mean she's never lost a race by i mean she's never she's never lost a race but she's never not won a race by like less than two three links i mean she just dominates when she runs and so yeah. even if she runs like a little bit of a even if she's like a little flat it feels to me like she's still gonna be able to win yeah yeah I, I'm with you. Uh, let's see. Let's. No, I mean, Samachi like giftless in the the last quarter, twenty two and three chasing low speed and closed. No, I mean, gift uh, giftless was my second choice in the race. But here's my problem with giftless. And and listen, I'm with you, Samachi. Like I like giftless as well. But okay, Jow- uh, couldn't 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 catch Jouster. I get it. lone speed though for sure, absolutely. But how is Aunt Pearl not lone speed? in this race and then how is she not better than jouster that's the two big things right like if somebody will go up and pressure Aunt pearl and then maybe you're thinking okay we'll have a little bit of different pace setup sure uh when i first looked at the race i thought okay i remember gift list from that race let's get some pace and i think she can pull an upset but it's like where's the pace yeah there's just not a lot of pace yeah, the pace the lack of pace Aunt yeah. Pearl seems just to be, um, yeah, exactly. Some of the same setup, same yeah. setup, mm-hmm. ice cold. Just play those two. Yeah, no, for sure. And make yeah. make a lot of sense. Thoughts on Zagel, uh, first time on grass. I mean, that's. I guess there's your angle if you're trying to get a prize, but man, she's been bad. She's doing something she's never done before, and maybe she just blossoms and takes to the turf. So I, I get if you're. 
like say you're trying to beat a favorite and it's like well that that makes sense that maybe you're playing the maybe or the what if she regresses i or, or, or progresses on the turf and i get that but i'm the same as you it's just like yeah she has not been good all right how about the you know and here's again like so you're, you're you get to a point where it's like okay you gotta have pearl um no, the next race you're you're between Dunbar Road and She Dares the Devil, two short prices. Uh, you know, your next race, you know, you can get some prices at that, and then of the course, bells, yeah, the eight bells. I like some prices in there, and then this race you can get some prices in the uh, Twin Spires Turf Sprint, yeah, and then of course in the Kentucky Oaks, Oaks which we've yeah. talked about, it, it could get pricey, it could get kind of choppy. So you're looking for a couple legs there where you're trying to get uh, get some prices. Do you like uh, She Dares the Devil or Dumbo Road? Do you go on She Dares the Devil? Yeah, I went She Dares the Devil. I I, I have a theory that She Dares the Devil is one of the best, uh, maybe the best older filly in the country. And, and people are like, you're an idiot for that. But I just kind of think she is. But listen, I do respect Dunbar Road as well. She she can she's capable of running very big races. So I, I definitely think it's a two horse race. It'll be a fun one. But I think She Dares the Devil wins. Yeah. I went in Dunbar. I got those two. Uh, obviously, on top, I just think those two are the best of that race. It's not really that hard to get, and that was that's what caused a problem in our, our combined wagering on the guide because I know we debated between those two. And really, if it's a race where if you want to bet a win on the two or the three here, you take a stand against the other one, you can do it, and, and the odds won't be horrible. But we couldn't decide, we couldn't agree on a winner, so we had to do something else. <laughs> That's the kind of race where we would have hammered the winner. If, if we, we had, had agreeing, agreeing yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it because I screw it up every time. Probably worse than even Samich. That was when he tries to Evatante, Evatante. I had this horse included in my third or fourth. I went with you. I think this horse improves um in this race i just don't know if she's good enough but same yeah kind of interesting i i think if the horse if the race just kind of melts down and maybe yep. um you know maybe she is you know decent enough uh you know anytime it mcpeak's got a horse price or price at a or like a you know any kind of long shot i'm like okay i'll uh talking about long shots in the eight bells this is a race that you and i tried to get try to take a couple swings uh you and i both like horses that are at well, yours is a little lower than mine, but mm-hmm. still prices, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a, just a freaking wide open race, the eight bells. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just, you know, give you my win pick, but I went all the way to the outside with Caramel Swirl uh, at 12 to 1. I love this horse at 12 to 1. That's a great price. Um, I just think this race is wide open, mm-hmm. just p- pure and simple. If there's a race that you're looking to go deep in, this is the one, in my opinion. Because even though this race here in, in the turf sprint, is seemingly wide open with 11 horses i do feel like there's a few in here that you can play that aren't total like i don't I think you can go three or four if you have to even lower i like diamond oops a lot at five to one uh and of course i think you have fire right i think fire is a freak i think fire is going to win that race yep so you got fire i've got diamond oops i think we that race to me is I don't know. I just think Diamond Oops stands out from a lot of numbers. Standpoint. Oh, Diamond Oops is the most consistent horse and the classiest horse in the race. No question. I just really like that horse. I, I, and I, I think Faya's got the upside and she's got the class and likes the consistency. Yeah. All right. So let's go real quickly to uh, the underneath here. 
By the way, uh, you've got Ghazali here on the fifth race. This is a good three-year-old race, the mm-hmm. fifth race, allowance race before the stakes action starts. So you want to make sure you keep an eye on this race uh, as we move forward. Obviously, the Triple Crown Trail is not over. Uh, the Distaff Turf Mile, um, I mean... You and I, the thing, you and I are both going against Gutstorm. Mm-hmm. We just are. Yep. The price will be too low on her. Um, we're we've got some price, a little bit of price. I have a price in that one. Yep. Uh, the Derby City Distaff, uh, Gamine, obviously. Yeah, I mean, this I is the lock of the day, right? Yeah. This one is weird. So, because you you've got to understand how to play. Like, and I know you can do it two couple different ways, but if you're trying to play say a pick three or you know you know if you want to try to play that or if you however she's included in it you know it's like do you just single her and move on like some people are going to do or like do you just skip it like some people will do or do you you know try the mike Samich approach and it's like well no i'm just gonna you know i'd rather just try to beat her and the thing just skyrockets if i do yeah um there's times to do that there's times to not this seems like a not to me yeah, I mean, just like it just seems like there's like a couple horses in here that are clearly could probably run in this race, but there's notch below her, a couple notches, and then there's like three horses in the race that just they need to fill the race. Yeah, I I, I just I think she's gonna have to fall down to lose. I really do. I, I it, she just is so much better than the rest of this field, and, and there's no real pace presence for her either to mess with. So I think I think that's an easy win for her. Pat Day. This is a fun one every that's year. A, that's a mess of a race. Gosh, this is tough. Twelve yeah. horses in here. I mean, you gotta like the fact that that Baffert thought he's gonna run defunded in this one, mm-hmm. and he and he joins that with Irad, which <coughs> doesn't necessarily yeah. happen all that often. No. Nope. Uh, and then Jackie's Warrior, of course, uh, finally cutting back to a distance that uh, he's been really good at. He like those two to me. Uh, seem very logical, but really, I mean, prevalence—a horse that obviously had a ton of hype at one point, starting your dreams, could run up and run big underneath. Dream Shake, obviously, a horse uh, that's ran big num- a big number in the past. Can he do it here? Uh, you know, Joe Frazier for Brad Cox sitting on—you know—Roman's got a couple. What do you think of it? I mean, is this a race that you try to take a stand with a price? I think like a mid price is going to win it for sure. It, it, it is just a. It, it's a tough, tough, tough race. You've got horses cutting back. You got horses dropping down. Uh, um, it's just really tough. I, I we listen. I went defunded to win the race. I really think this horse, uh, you know, dropping out of the San Diego Derby. But you look at the race. Two races back, uh, the one turn uh, race uh, made special weight win. Beat a really good Baffert horse, Stone Stable Mate, who came back to dominate at Oakland Park. So I think defunded is is kind of set up to run a good one here. Yeah, I like. I mean, the fact that he chose to run defunded here when kind of thought he would, you know, he was honest. He he decided not not to run triple tap later in the card because mm-hmm. he's entered, but he's going to scratch him. And he wants longer. Well, the Pat Day Mile seemed like that would have been a good spot for him, mm-hmm. but he was, you know, clearly is not ready, and he decided to run defunded. So that should tell you that at least he likes defunded a decent amount. This race here, the American Turf. I love Annex. That's my boy. Um, but I'm going Baffert again to Jor. Yeah, uh, he seems like he's got another one here. Baffert could could win <laughs> several in a row. I mean, this could be 
I, if you like Medina Spirit, you got the Derby, you've got Gamine, you've got Defunded, you've got DeJour. I mean, can he really come in? To, I mean, we've seen it before where he comes and just dominates a car. He's going to win a few races. There's no question about it. Uh, yeah, I, this one is kind of the iffy one because it's like, yeah, the, the, you know, he doesn't run well with turf horses, but this DeJour, is, is, he's been really, really, really good in the last couple of races. But this race kind of sets up for a closer. There's a lot of speed, so Annex certainly has a shot. Scarlet Sky, another one's got a big shot. Yeah, um, I, don't sleep on the two oars for Todd Pletcher. Also, don't sleep on, in my opinion, um, the 10 horse next for Wesley Ward. You look like a little bit of uh, Scarlet Sky as well. Mm -hmm. um, Churchill Downs. Listen, this race is a fucking nightmare. Oh, God. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 it's impossible. It's really. a nightmare. I mean, like shout out to our boy Whitmore, right? Yeah, I mean, I, he's the classiest horse of the bunch, and obviously we hope he wins. Uh, but it's a nightmare. All I have to say is I am a little disappointed in my good friend Mike Somich that he did not pick the same horse I picked in this race. Because <laughs> there's a time when we've picked this horse together, yeah, and he didn't even have the. I'm the only person in the whole group that even included this horse let alone right take, take the horse on it's top a stupid horse. <laughs> and it's number seven shasha shake me up i i don't know it's all it's even shaking his head in the background but no listen i hey this horse is stupid hey it's hey dumb, listen dumb peter miller is gonna have him ready to go he gets flow boom this horse is juiced up and ready to run did you know that horse is also entered at oakland yeah but you know what he's at he's at church of the is Island. he at churchill i don't know <laughs> 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 <Bring that up. laughs> Uh, we'll see. If he doesn't run, then that saves me the embarrassment. Right? I don't know. He said. <laughs> <laughs> what race is he entered in in Oakland? Uh, he's in like some douchebag allowance race. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. It might be a little stakes, actually. I don't know. I'd have to look at that. Does, does anybody know if he's going to actually run in this race? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I do like Whitmore, obviously, as well. I like... You know, there's a bunch in here. Tap it to win, I think, is a horse at, at a price at eight to one. That's uh, that I used. Uh, you know, Fat Man has ran really well. It's just it's a it's a it's a it's a fucking mess. It's you know? a mess. It's a mess of a race. It's a mess. Of a race. It's a mess of a race. And then yeah. we get into the the last race before the Kentucky Derby race, eleven the Forster Bourbon Turf Classic. This race here is going to be awesome. You know, Colonel Liam. You've got uh, Avar, Domestic Spending, Digital Aid, the Chad Browns, Cross Borders in here. And this is a fun race uh, to, you know, that, that, I mean, Colonel Liam has been awesome, but I think you and I both agree that we're trying to beat him, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think like, quote unquote, the real turf horses are back, you know, and I think that's going to be a little bit of a problem for Colonel Liam, who's kind of been beaten up on the lesser turf horses. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of think this horse is going to, is going to kind of get hit with the, 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 the class jump here, even though he's been winning grade one races, this is like a real grade one almost, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think the two Chad Brown horses are very interesting here. That's, that's kind of the two I like. Uh, I, I really am interested in domestic spinning and of course, domestic spinning beat, uh, Colonel Liam, uh, last year as a three-year-old. So I am excited for domestic spending. Let's see if domestic spending can take that jump that Colonel Liam, uh, took yeah, this I, year. I, you know, I, I, I flip-flopped back and forth. I was on digital age, obviously kind of oddly enough, won this race last year. This happened to be a few months ago. Uh -huh. Um, and so you're like, yeah, you know, and then he, 
broke poorly in the Breeders' Cup, but didn't run great. Uh, digital age that is, and so it's. I was like, ah, you know, that's that's the horse. But then, you know, domestic spending just to me seems like that that Chad Brown horse that's like getting ready to pop. And I don't know. I just I, you like the price in digital age better, but the, domestic spending seems like the horse that I kind of want. You know, one thing is, what do you make of Irad? staying with Colonel Liam instead of domestic spending, which who obviously he rides for Chad Brown a lot. I think it's a really tough decision, right? It's like, how do I jump off Colonel Liam, a horse who's one of the top three or four horses in the country right now for domestic spending? I I think it would have just been a decision that's just too tough, you know? And so I think, I don't think much of it. Now domestic, if Colonel Liam is is like one, one and lost one this year and he's still on, then that means a lot. But one of the best sources in training is Colonel Liam, so I think you got to stay on him. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it, yeah, it's two good trainers, and I don't, I mean, I don't, and I think it's one of those deals where he, it's not like you're not gonna fault him for either move, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you stick with the hot hand, which is obviously, uh, which is obviously Colonel Liam. Uh, I, I think, I mean, Master of Fox Hounds to me is interesting at a price of fifteen to one. Uh, drawing on the inside there, Rosario uh, rode this horse two back in San Marcos, one at Santa Anita. Jumps back on board here. I like that. That horse has ran really well the last two efforts. Lost, uh, you know, the last time out, but, you know, ran well. Um, I think this horse could run a big race and have a shot uh, at a price if you're looking for long shots. But uh, listen, I, I think Chad Brown's got a pretty heavy hand here with the domestic and digital age. I like both of them. Uh, final thoughts. You guys have thoughts on this undercard? Any races you uh, want us to touch on? I guess we can talk a little bit about uh, that last race, or that, not the last race, but the one after the Derby, the race 13, which of course has a three-year-old's prime factor. Uh, you know, uh, calibrate for uh, not not collaborate, but calibrate. Steve Asmussen <laughs> triple yeah. tap was in the race. It's going to scratch out apparently. Um, Santa Cruisers in here, but it's you know it's a handful of uh, uh, of uh, Tulane Trist is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, there's a handful of horses in here, three year olds that you probably need to to keep an eye on. Yeah, I wish triple tri- uh, I wish triple tap was running. That would have been really fun race after the Derby. Uh, you know the half brother of American Pharaohs in the race, but he's out, so the six is out. Triple tap, but yeah, you still have Prime Factor. Um, you know, he's kind of the, we're kind of starting over, getting back to one turn, getting back to an allowance race after just disappointing basically on, on the Kentucky Derby trail. But, uh, it lost a lot of luster when prime factor, or I'm sorry, when uh, a triple tap went out. Yeah. It, that was like, cause I mean, that horse just seems like there's been a ton of hype behind that horse from all, all parties. So. Uh, that was disappointing, but yeah, that's a fun. That'll be a fun race. So a race to stick around for, obviously after uh, the Kentucky Derby. But yeah, undercards are awesome. Uh, can't wait. Obviously, both they're, they're, you know both races have obviously huge payout potentials. But the undercards is where you can make some money. I feel like um, if you pick your spots the right way. So definitely, you know, if you haven't, go check out the wagering guide where we go detailed, full details for the entire uh, undercards um, on Saturday. <laughs> So I'll tell me I've checked out racing.com for all our free picks and of course our premium plays for the Kentucky Derby and all tracks running in the United States. Go get the wagering guide right now. I don't need to tell you this again, but I'm going to one more time. Go get this beast of the wagering guide. 19 pages covers the entire Kentucky Derby 
card. Of course, the Kentucky Oaks and all the stakes action on Friday and Saturday. You've got to go get if you if you want to make a bet in the Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Oaks. You need to go get this wagering guide. Make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show. They did the late pick four Saturday at Church. Is it late pick four or the late or the pick four that goes into the Kentucky Derby? I think it's the pick four that goes in the Kentucky Derby, I believe. I believe. Is yeah. Samaj, oh, he left. Okay. He's gone. Um, he's gone. He's left. So, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it was. Um, but go check them out. If you want to tune in for that, uh, obviously go check out the John, uh, John White podcast. So just go to the episode prior to this to get some more information on how John likes it. I mean, if you got a wealth of knowledge like John White, why not use him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, check us out on YouTube uh, for all our shows, our live streams, anything we do. YouTube is where you need to follow us. So go do that because we're going to be back next uh, tomorrow night. We're going to be back on Saturday night talking about all the stuff we have that that happened. Hopefully some good, positive news. Uh, so. We're on Twitter at Racers underscore Dudes, Instagram, Google, uh, not Google Plus, Facebook. Uh, we will be doing our best to, you know, send pictures and be, you know, we'll be at the track tomorrow. So you want to, you know, follow along with us. Obviously we'll be betting all the bets you see in that wagering guide at racingnews.com. We'll be betting those live. So you're going to follow along with that. Make sure you follow us on all our social media accounts. You can listen to us on all, you know, all the normal, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Music, Stitcher, website, you know, racingnews.com, whatever you want to do. We can listen, you can listen to all these shows. On all of those, final thoughts. Uh, Halsman, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, nice work, Captain. Good luck, guys. Uh, I always need help. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> so do we. Uh, thanks, guys. Good luck tomorrow. Uh, you know, and listen, I, I'll leave it with this. I mean, we, we feel pretty good about tomorrow's card. Uh, feel really good about the Oaks, but it's just, it's racing. You never know. So no matter win, lose, or draw, we'll be back. We'll talk about it. We can all you know, decompress together one way or another. We've got the whiskey. Yep. Um, we can good or bad. We'll be, we'll be here to, to, to kind of vet it out. And I guess there's, you know, the, the best thing about Friday uh, when there's two day racing is guess what? There's Saturday. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. And the biggest thing I'll stress to you guys, plan your wagers out. Don't get three oh. races into Friday, Saturday, and you're out of money because the, the, the first Save it for the stakes. That that's the biggest thing. I mean, I'm not saying don't play the under the under like the undercard before the stakes races, but just be smart about it. Don't invest all your bankroll in those early races. Make sure you plan it out because with 13 yeah. races Friday and 14 races Saturday, there's a lot of like pitfalls that you could fall into. You want to save those bullets uh, uh, for the stakes races. Yeah, I mean, you you get so. I mean, I'm the same way. You get we get to the especially if you're if you're lucky enough like us to be at the track. You want to just you're ready. Oh, absolutely. Race one. I don't even know that. I don't care about the horse, but I'm gonna go bet. Yeah, got to bet. I'm at like, Churchill. Like, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's fine, but go into the day. Like he says, like here's the stakes action. Here's how I'm approximately going to bet all these races. Here's yep. the approximate budget if I lose every single one of those, and then plan accordingly. Before mm-hmm. you can bet, but just know that that's what I'm actually like. That's what I'm here for because yep. that's if you forget that you know that it's fun and the, the standpoint of great horses, but the pools are bigger, the, the opportunities are bigger. You can make more money on those. So you find horses you can rely on more. Yeah, yeah, gosh. I mean, I love the stakes action. So yeah. just keep that in mind. Never, you know, bet more than you can afford to lose and, and then just have fun. I mean, shit. The Derby is the first Saturday of May. Oaks is uh, you know, it's just it's great to have it back at a normal time. So uh, just have fun with it. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. 
Good luck in the Tucky Oaks. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>